The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms, we're talking dairy, we're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable, and what does it mean when they're using pesticides, and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. One time Dish this Saturday morning on my talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to talk about all the food, the fun, the frivolities, and such. Sorry, okay, I'm you're the only person together. I know besides myself that would use the word frivolity. That makes me laugh. Really? Yes, I love that about you. Okay, well, we have all history together, so I feel like that is significant that you do finally love me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Let's celebrate. Exactly. Let's just celebrate. Um, okay, well, Dishers, thanks for joining us this morning. We're going to talk about some really fun stuff today. We have some great discussions. We've got some rhubarb sitch. I did yank rhubarb out of my yard for Hanson this morning. So excited! And uh, I have more, but I feel like I, I feel like I was like, I was on the go. I know I was on the go, and I was like trying to think about running to get what I was going to pull. And I literally was sitting there, like, is that a thick enough one? Should I get a couple more thin ones? Is there anything? And we'll talk more about rhubarb. Yeah, but and there is a special way to pull it. See, I when well, I know, because I actually, that's very satisfying to me <laughs> when you <laughs> pop it. Anyway, um, so uh, I have to tell you, I don't know if you've seen my Instagram yet today. but I did. I saw Post Malone. Let's just talk Jake about Larson. the legendary status of my son for just a hot second, because... He had prom last night, and we did a little prom, you know, pre-party kind of situation, photo sesh. And Jake was the only one, I think, in his class of 185 kids going to prom who wore a suit that is got uh, blue palm trees and pink flamingos Where on it. Where did he get it? Shinesty, that oh, place. Oh, that place. Yeah. I love that place. Yeah. So They it, have the turkey outfits at yes, Thanksgiving. Yes, all the things. <laughs> the the turkey jumpsuits. Yeah, all the things. And um, so, yeah, it was... It was just sort of like, I mean, they didn't even know. Let's just talk for a second about these kids, the seniors of class of 2021, not just mine, but all over the metro. These kids who are graduating this year um, and especially from high school, because this is like 
you know, they kind of missed out on a lot of stuff. They sure did. I think they had it worse than the year before because the year before, at least they started their senior year pretty yeah. great. But this one has been a tough one. They didn't know they were going to actually get to have the prom the way they did until Monday. Like Monday was the day that they were all like, all right, this is how we're doing it. And then a bunch of those kids in the prom committee like scrambled to make sure it was great. Jake stayed up till like two in the morning doing these music mixes because they could only have like 10 minutes of dancing and, you know, all these things that were so crazy. And it, I mean, it just was like after a while I started to think, is it really worth it? Like, are we just going through too much stuff? But then I was watching them all in the Grand March and it was like. They are also happy to be there and they're happy to be in their dresses and doing the things. And I don't know. It was a lovely moment. And they have gratitude and they're resilient they and all the things that we feel sad about for them. Cause I thought about this with my daughter graduating from college Yeah, when her literal five yeah. second picture flashed uh-huh. up on the screen for the university of Minnesota and an audio voice went, Ellie Hanson Johnson. Hanson Johnson. <laughs> We were like, wait, that's not even a person talking. Yeah, no, she doesn't even get a human voice. Nope. nope. But I thought, okay, so what are the good things? The resilience, the just like. You know what it is, too? I think it's like the courage because there's been a lot of fear the last year. And it's, you know, however, you know, that goes and whatever political sides you fall on, it all kind of boils down to this just been a lot of fear. Yeah. You know, fear of getting sick, fear of having, you know, the loss of things and, and the loss of people and all these things. And maybe you're going to infect someone or you're going to get infected, all this stuff. And I think instead of this generation, I think instead of thinking, you know, like fear is going to stop me, I think that they are in a good place to say, I think I can learn from it. And courage is, you know, going forward in the face of fear. It's not the lack of fear. And so I think they've learned that. And how do you break down, like, when you're feeling paralyzed? How do you break down into steps that are actionable? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, like, how do you go? Yeah. I was like, okay, Ellie, like you can break it down. Like, this is how many resumes I'm going to send out a day. This is how many calls I'm going to make. And then give yourself some time to have fun. Yeah. You know, like get your job done. This is your job mm-hmm. and then be done. Like don't all the worrying and the stress and the, the anxiety of it all. It doesn't do one thing except stop you. Right. Exactly. And so I do think that there's something to say about this collection of kids, you know, and, and how they're going to, I think there's a lot of potential for that. They have had a unique experience in a certain unique part of their lives, which is going to shape things in a bigger way. I'm sure I'm interested to see the book on this Gen Z in like 10 years, you know? Yeah. And 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 see what they've done. Like post pandemic politics, the political climate, the, the race, uh, racial unrest, like all of these things. Yeah. Just like we talk about the 60s, you know, like that generation of yeah. people that went to Woodstock yeah. and the Kent and State, like there's a lot things. of, yeah, there's a lot of how this will, will unfold. Yes. And they are more mission based. And that's a, that's a totally different thing. You know, I had a moment and I thought of you because Ellie's graduation party and thank you for coming staff. She mm-hmm. was pleased. You had the best card. It was Did $50 really? in cash. And then it had a. A handwritten note that said, um, now you're an adult, buy your own booze. Yeah, like, I'm not going to get you your <laughs> you booze laugh. You got to go. Um, the, I think one of the highlights of the day, other than it was fun and it just kept going on and it was fun, was sitting inside and cleaning up at like five o'clock and hearing her outside with her friends. Like, I hadn't heard kids laughing oh, or just yeah. the stupid stuff they say yep. or you know, they were way overserved on the Bloody Mary bar sure, and just sure, listening sure. to them was really kind of funny and fun. And I was like, oh, this is what this is like kids again. Yeah, totally. Totally that, that. 
Yeah, that is nice. And that's I will. I mean, since we have been the clubhouse this whole time, that is the thing I'm going to miss for sure is like and that was looking at all these boys who, you know, and then some of the moms and I were like, I have this picture of them in kindergarten together and, you know, doing all that. I'm always going to remember Seamus. I don't know why, but that name just has stuck in my brain. And Seamus had a slick outfit, too, by the way. He had like a crushed velvet blazer that had all this like paisley work on it. And his mom was like, yeah, it's a vintage thing. But like at some point, like David Bowie wore it or somebody. There's like some (laughs) weird like rock star lineage from her grandfather. You know, he was in L.A. and there was some sort of thing. And I was like. That fit. That fits. That's about right. You know, like not a big fanfare, but just enough to be like, wow. So yeah, no, I mean, I think it was great. And then they all had the after the sleepover and all that kind of crazy stuff. Not at my house, thank God. But <clears throat> you know, those memories. At least they got some of those. Is the, th- yeah, is the point? And it's fun. It's totally fun. And I just like I, now I have to think now. You know, you had your great party and it was so successful and it was so great. Your beautiful little table. Thank you. After all the stress and the quinoa salad that I got endless amounts. Did of anyone crap for. eat the quinoa? It was gone. <laughs> okay. And the, I think Ellie's friends were eating it just to spite her. Oh, really? Because they were like, "Oh, we're going back for more quinoa salad." Because she told them like, and then I told my mom like, nobody wants quinoa salad at a grad party. And my stepdad was like, "I don't, uh, I don't know what kind of salad that is." I was like, yeah. "Quinoa, quinoa." And my sister's like, "Yeah, it's full of protein." And he was like, "Oh, okay," and ate fruit instead. Didn't <laughs> eat it. He just eat was it. like, no. I was just like, whatever. And then my little nephews, who they're not so little, they're like sixteen and twelve, and I think they kind of think I'm like highbrow in the food arena. Yeah. So they were like standing by the the table, and I could hear them, and they didn't know I could hear them, and they go, "Oh yeah, like is this French?" <laughs> like, is this French food? Like, she's always a got weird sandwich. food. And I walked over and I'm like, it's ham and cheese croissant, God, guys. Come on. It's fine. They have that it's at Burger King. Meat. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and they were like, oh, we didn't know you heard us. Like, they were laughing. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Yeah, well, that's good. fancy French food. I know. And it was like, and then it's like, how did, and the donuts were a hit. You did yeah, a little donut I had thing. A, I had a paper towel holder that I got at Bed Bath & Beyond that had an anchor on it that was like $3 on clearance. And I stacked the yo-yo donuts on it. Because, of course, someone sent me a Pinterest of something, something. And I was like, I can do this. I yeah. can Pinterest this whole You're thing. Good. You did it. It was it was, it was spectacular. Fun. It was good. It was very, very good. Um, I have to just tell you before we take a quick break. Uh, I drove through the North Loop last night. And I actually dropped my kids off there staying in Airbnb and uh, Joey and Ryan are in uh, in North Loop. Oh, my God. I dropped them off at like, I think, I don't even know. Maybe it was 10 or 11, but it was it was packed. Yes. North Loop was, was like Friday booming night. with was people. Was it Friday night last night? Yeah. yeah. I was down there Thursday night. Same. Prize brewing just packed with people. Yeah. It was just it was overwhelmingly large of amount of people yep. like uh, like the patios. There were no tables and then people were hanging out. It was nice to see. You know what I mean? It's nice yeah. to see. Like for me, that felt really good. We've been marking booths for Stone Arch. We're on the west side of the river this year by the Guthrie. And just the amount of people running, walking, talking, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What's happening? Like people are so excited to be out. I know. And the weather's so good, except for that it's hot. That's my weather report. Yo, <laughs> it's hot. Not loving it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about, uh, we have some discussion about the state of the craft beer industry because there's some stuff going on. We are going to talk rhubarb and then later we're going to talk more about restaurant yada yadas. Yes. Okay, we'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Hornitos. I hate it when people talk about working with the real estate agent you can trust. 
Of course, you should work with someone you can trust. The issue is, how do you find those people? And you find them by talking to friends and coworkers and hearing about their experiences. I decided to work with Carrie and Sue from Lakes Area Realty because I knew Carrie Augst is a super hard worker and a straight shooter. I knew Sue Durfee as a super agent with tons of experience in the market, and I liked that they had a large network of people to call on when we needed to get our house staged and cleaned and painted. They had people that could help us get all of these things accomplished, and we were all on the same page about what needed to get done to maximize what I could make on my home sale. I used Carrie and Sue Stager, and she took videos of every room in my house with helpful suggestions of ways to prepare my home for a sale. Many buyers and sellers are getting multiple offers, and Carrie and Sue have experience in getting the deal done without necessarily just being the highest offer. Call Carrie Augst and Sue Durfee and ask for the Weekly Dish Hot Dish special offer only for Weekly Dish listeners. Connect with them at CarrieAndSue.com at Lakes Area Realty. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish on this Saturday morning. I'm Steph March. I'm here with Steph Hansen and we are uh, two separate people, just to be clear. (laughs) We are not the same humans. I am moving to St. Louis Park in a couple of weeks. Hansen. Last year, moved to Golden Valley. But still has her heart in St. Paul. But still loves St. Paul. (laughs) Hope, this is her last weekend with us. And we are heartbroken. And she's also moving, but this is no, you don't care anymore because she's leaving. I'm just in the same neighborhood too. So Are I'm you not, in the same yeah. neighborhood? <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going too far. Are you doing the thing where you just like I carry had, the things over? Oh, I'm getting movers for my heavier stuff. Okay. But I had issues with my neighbor with a neighbor this past year and they couldn't do anything about it and I committed already to moving and I'm pretty sure they're gone oh great (laughs) so more money that's right more effort for me to like move but but yeah new job (laughs) new start fresh fresh yeah I'm excited for the change it will be good so it's just you know with 2020 2021 (laughs) keep the changes coming (laughs) let me tell you about changes no I love that fact and I love the fact that like the biggest thing I can think of with Hope leaving us is that she gets to A sleep in and B be hungover on Saturday mornings. <laughs> like like or at least not have to mask it. Oh, yeah. the There's been a few uh, yeah. thirteen years. Are we on thirteen years now? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and um, I've been a few years part of that. Yeah. So. Yes. I've been a little bit way wiser though this these past couple years. Have but you, when you I have. first started, yeah. <laughs> I no, made some you, poor choices. You got you got older. Yeah. <laughs> And when I say older, I mean like she's still in her twenties, yeah. So I'm thirty. Oh, see, that's oh what happens. See, that's that's what there's what a turn. There's a turn when you're ha- the hangovers now. There's a big it's difference. True. It's now a problem. It's, it's now not an 20. actual it's a impact. Problem. I'm like, it's painful. <laughs> it's like, I love it. Multiple days of recovery. <laughs> oh God. Well, yes, yes. You it's pay not the, price. the same when I first started back in 2014, 2015, radio producing on the weekend. That's <laughs> just a side gig. Like, yeah. hey, I'll just do this, and now I can handle it. Now you're like, um, I'm going to need a break. No, I'm like, I went to bed early last night because it's my last weekend with you all. It's all good. I'm oh, not hungover. Funny. So, But yeah, in the future, I mean, now I get to go out Friday and not have to like sacrifice. And you'll right. still listen to right. the show because oh, I know definitely. you love it so much. Yes. Yes. We're gonna, and we're going to call you like randomly and be like, oh, are you awake? Just checking. We're gonna have to get this new producer to be like, um, can you please dial up Hope? <laughs> I, I like I like my morning, so I don't see myself falling into the habit of sleeping in, but we'll see. Well, you're also thirty. Yeah, wait till forty hits sugar pie. We'll talk about it in, in a couple of years. Like, oh, I'm awake. Weekly dishes, we'll check back in with Hope yes. in ten years. <laughs> 
I love it. Who knows? Who I knows? know it. All right. Well, we will miss you, Hopi. Oh, I'll miss it too. So oh, we will mark your. You. We'll mark it. We'll have to break somebody else in, and I don't know how. What if this next person doesn't like food? Like doesn't like to eat? Get things? our sense of humor. What if they think we're stupid? <laughs> oh well. No right. one's gonna think that. <laughs> what if they're annoyed when we imitate our spouses? Oh well, everyone is annoyed, so that's okay. And you know how we know? Because you tell us. Thank you. All right. So let's talk a little bit about something else that's going on, um, which is a little bit more serious. There's. Uh, the, the craft beer industry has been in a tumult this week and I feel like no one's really talked about it. And I didn't really, unfortunately I was buried in a whole bunch of other deadline stuff for actual print and everything else going on that I didn't get a blog up about it. And I didn't really dive in until kind of Thursday night. And so I put a little note in the feed, but I really feel like I wish I could have given it more space. What's happened is they've had a very large me too reckoning in the craft beer industry and it's not a local, it's international this is a thing where uh rat magnet is a a craft beer woman um her handle is called rat magnet her real name is uh alan i think it's it's uh, i can't remember i have it up here um anyway she is um uh brienne allen and she basically put some allegations up on her page she was tired of you know Something and someone she was dealing with, one of the craft brewers, and she sort of put some things up, just some truth. And then it started, other people started adding stories. And so she started collecting them and putting them in her stories. All of a sudden, people were replying. All of a sudden, literally, people from across, women from across the world, like breweries in Italy, were throwing messages on this board, corroborating, you know, certain instances or saying, yeah, that happened to me too. And, you know, this kind of a thing. And it became this. It became a giant call out, you know, and it's a Google document that's anonymous. Well, here's what it is. It's it's it started as a um, it's an Instagram story. Yep. And so she's cataloging people sending these things. Someone else created a Google Doc that mentions because there are hundreds of them. You literally would have to go through scroll through and they're all across, like I said, the world. But like you wouldn't know, like the the point is that someone tried to catalog it and track it so that you could say, did anyone say anything about my favorite brewery X? And you see a lot of the same, you see a lot of the names repeat mm-hmm. and then you see new names that you've never heard of. And there was only, when I checked it, I guess Friday, mm-hmm. there was only one local brewery on it that I saw. I think there were two locals on there. Oh, yes. Two. Two, two. You're right. Yes. Two. Yeah. And I we can name them because they're there. It was Surly and Indeed. Yep. And in fact, uh, Indeed Brewing, which is also not just Minnesota local, but it's Milwaukee local because they, you know, have a facility in Milwaukee as well. And I think that that's um, that's interesting that they put out a statement. Kelly Moritz is their COO and she is a um, she's a gay woman. And she's like saying that her thing was, you know, she's like, I know what it's like to be in this industry. And I'm sorry, you know, that. This is happening and that things are coming out like this and supporting the people for sharing their information, you know, but she's basically like, you know, I'm ready to talk and we're going to try really hard, you know, to make it better. And I got to tell you, is reading through all of this and like the stories and everything else, it feels very much like the restaurant industry stuff, was, too. It doesn't, so it's not just that. craft brewing. I was it's like, what industry? industry? What, like... And and this no way minimizes it. So let's just start there. I am not minimizing it and I am not minimizing people's experiences. That said, as someone who worked in the nightclub business, someone who worked in hospitality, who would get 
profane messages from my manager in the middle of the night who was literally fondled while I was standing <sighs> at the waitress station trying to get my beers to serve. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. I mean, this is a lot of industries. This is a lot of instances. We are calling out this behavior because it's not okay. Yeah. And we're in this moment of reckoning Mm -hmm. and we want people to do better and act better. But this idea that a lot of these dominated male dominated industries, this does happen. Yeah. And, and it does need to be better. But I also, I, I kind of object to that. This is like exclusive to this industry. I don't think that they are saying that. I think they're taking the moment to say because that's it started with women who are connected to each other in the industry and then it started it started spiraling with that. But again, you're you're right. It is not just it's not they're just not saying like this is just craft beer. They're like this is but craft beer is a pretty dedicated it is a male, male dominated industry. It's more for sure. male dominated than the restaurant industry. I think that it has way more bravado that is allowed. And this is my point. So I talked to one of my friends who's in the industry. She is she doesn't want to be identified and she's like, I don't want to tell my story right Can now. Can I ask you about that? Yes. I Can I also, tell you what she said? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Which Can I tell my part of the story? Yes. And then you can interrupt <laughs> yes. me? Okay. So her whole thing was she was saying, I don't really want to be out there. I don't want to t- I don't want to do this right now. And I said, well, if you want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I can help, you know, whatever. And she said, well, she's like, and her thing was, she's like, it's going to keep happening. And the harder and the f- most frustrating thing is that I don't think people are going to change. They're going to put all these efforts and they're going to make lady beers. And they're going to, what she said, I think I put in the air because she said, uh, she goes, if what comes out of this is more pretty pink cans of supportive lady beer while the a-holes keep a-holing, I will spit in every can. She's like, there's a lot of performative action. People get, people call out and then she goes and then people feel contritious and then they say things and then she goes and especially in craft beer because her thing is like, there's just nothing but dudes. Like there's one woman and there's nothing but dudes. Do you think that they're going to make any meaningful action toward that? Like they're going to say what they think they have to say and then they're going to move on and keep doing their thing. That's what her point has been. And here's my point. Okay. As women, if we are sick of this type of behavior, and I'm not judging her for not speaking, but I am telling you, if if you are in an environment where that kind of stuff is happening and that frat boy locker room stuff is going on and you don't say something, Agreed. like how do we expect it to change? No, and I agree that it has to get called out at the end. Because that's how things moment. change. Right. But I also don't love the anonymity of it all because well, and it this feels is what, not investigated. Well, and this is the hardest part and for me as someone who, you know, has is in this journalistic space. This is the problem where we, you can't, there is libel, there is, and people have threatened to sue this woman. We're going to have to take a quick break, you guys. We'll be right back. This is my talk. uh, This is Weekly Dish on my talk 107.1. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring has sprung, and that means the best tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish 
fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. Hey, this is uh, the Weekly Dish on my talk, 107.1. We were just talking about the craft beer industry situation, what's happening in the Me Too movement. And I I did want to wrap something up because there's an important point that I think that we ran out of time on. Is that uh, and this is, you know, this Brienne is has basically said that this this kind of things, you know, it, it bloomed. It went onto her Instagram stories and it just took over. And she's sort of spending all of her time managing all these stories and posting them because she's saying, I'm just here to share them because they're giving them to me. But she has also been noted from other people that they're anonymous and so they're not vetted. And so she has been threatened with lawsuits from certain people in certain breweries and the truth of the matter is, is that this is a, the weird part of all of this is that you're saying you want people to speak up and we do want them to speak up and we want them to say, stop it in the moment. And and but this is maybe the way of them speaking up that they're starting with. But it's not it's hard because it's there are legal ramifications of making these kind of accusations. And and as a journalist, someone who is like, you know, I'm there are libels. There are things that like this, you know, Brienne, she could be sued for this. And all she's doing is actually reposting. She's not making the story, right. but there are some laws. There's a really interesting article saying that it's unlikely that she's going to get sued. But sure. there are like things that if you post something and you attach a comment or you even put a sticker on it, then that becomes a content that you have created. And so then you are liable. Like there's all sorts of things that are are a part of this. And let's focus on what we want to come out of it. There's a lot of demand for apology. I demanding apologies doesn't make a company better. You demanding something from them or not ex, not ex, hearing the apology or that's a non-apology. Let's just I'm just me totally honest here. Apologies aren't what make the industries better. Right. Actions make the industry it's better. True. So if you're going to be all weird about like, oh, that wasn't really an apology. Just what are your put your efforts where it counts. Put your efforts towards are you going to buy their beer or aren't you? Right. Do you feel that their culture's changed or isn't it? Ask them, what are you doing to change your culture? I appreciate that you're open to this discussion. Just an apology is as performative it's, as anything else. It's International Women's Day is what it is. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like those beer. moments that it's pink beer. That's what she's saying. She doesn't want pink beer. She doesn't want you to tell she doesn't want you to tell the world about things. Just do better. Just do it. Do the things. And make Hire the more women. Speak up. Yeah. When you're in an environment where you see this, tell the people it's not okay. Ask them, what are you and doing? Do advocate. you have an employee policy? Do you have an HR department? Yeah. These are the things that are going to matter and not your stupid apology need on social media. Right. right. Boom. So there you go. So All there right. it is. It's Moving an interesting on. read. Moving on. God, I got all fired up about Woo! that one. I know. Oh, I was a little, this I just, demanding apology makes me mad. Well, I yeah, it's an act, but it's also a thing of it's it's someone else trying to help. I, I get the idea of it, though. The idea is that they want to make the noise so that change can come because change comes when more people and are invited does. in. It, so does. it does. And it comes from noise. Yep. 
Okay. Okay. You know what does not come from change? <laughs> rhubarb. Rhubarb. Rhubarb comes rhubarb from Rhubarb is the same thing forever and ever. Uh, and I is, still don't love it. <laughs> okay, but see, I, I'm just going around the world planting rhubarb everywhere I go because I, I do are. love it. I uh, Today is cabin weekend, first time up, getting ready to head up to the garden, hoping my rhubarb up there is going. It'll be small because I planted it last year, but you brought me some rhubarb. This is just, as I think about like my cabin cookbook that I'm working on and I think about just cabin season, like rhubarb is the start. <laughs> it is. It's it like is. the first farmer's market crop. Reamps. Yes. And then rhubarb. and rhubarbs. And we have, rhubarb is unique to the north, so it also screams like Minnesota to me. Yeah. I put a recipe up on my blog for rhubarb custard bars. 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 I just said it like Did that. you make some bars? Yeah, I made custard, rhubarb custard God, bars. God, if I would have been on my game, I should have made bars this weekend, but I'm not on my game. Yeah, I know, because you're moving. That's so hard. Well, and my and we're having a baby shower, and there's yes. all sorts of stuff, so yes, anyway, prom, I'll forget. But yeah. like immediately when you said that, as a Minnesota woman, I was like, oh, I should have made rhubarb custard bars. bars. <laughs> I should have made them, and now I'm like, the guilt. Anyway, go ahead, please. Um, the other thing that is real easy to make with rhubarb, because some people just don't like it. It's tough. It's tart. It's not exactly. It looks like a weed. It, well, it looks like it's going to be this like sweet, yummy thing. Yeah. And then it's like. Yeah. You so know, no, it needs about two cups of sugar for anything you make. And I think that I think actually I like it more tart. I think I like it as tart. But the problem is everything I've ever had is so overly sweetened to battle the tart that it only ever tastes like, you know, sugar. Yeah. Like jam. Yeah. Uh, it is really easy to just cut your rhubarb into like half inch pieces, put it in a saucepan with a little bit of water, some sugar, Mm -hmm. as much sugar as you want, Mm -hmm. and you just cook it down and you can make like a rough jam, they call that, that you can spread on toast or whatever. You also can then press those solids in a strainer and you get rhubarb syrup. Yes. And the rhubarb syrup is easy and it's fantastic. That's what you like. Gin and tonics, uh, Prosecco drinks. Yeah. Just bubbly water for non-alcoholic versions. Yeah. I really, rhubarb lemonade, like I love that syrup. Yeah. Yeah. And I usually make like two or three actual rhubarb things. We always make a rhubarb custard pie. Yeah. I think I have a a recipe for that on my website too. I'm getting confused about what's on my website and what's in my cookbook. (laughs) It's hard to keep track. So rhubarb custard bars, rhubarb custard pie, rhubarb syrup. Is usually for sure. And then sometimes if I have more or people have given me rhubarb, I'll do crisps and crumbles. Mm-hmm. And then there's a recipe that I do that's a buckle. I love a buckle. That I push the pieces of rhubarb down into the dough. Yeah. And then it kind of puffs up around the yeah, pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I haven't done, Steph, and I might just because <laughs> we make fun of it. There is always on Pinterest or Instagram oh. this beautiful tart that has the stalks of rhubarb laid in That's there, just, and it looks so pretty. It's so pretty, but, but then, it's not edible. Yeah, how do you bite into you, it? How do you can cut, you cut it? them? Yeah. And are they just tough and fibrous? They're, yeah, they're reedy. Yeah, so I actually have some puff pastry on hand. So I was like, I'm going to, to the lake. I was like, you know what? I we we make fun of this. Like maybe I need to do it just to like. But do you put think the nail also in the if they braise it? Because here's the no, deal. they don't. They just lay them down. Because if you braise it, it changes color. It's not as pretty. Usually, it, yeah. You know what I mean? It little, gets a little muddy, yeah. and so then that's how you know that they haven't done anything. To that Some people though, when they make pies and and crisps and things, put grenadine to keep it that really red color. I think that's faking it. <laughs> Like, that's faking it. 
And that's the outrage we have from faking the color of rhubarb to the Me Too movement in the craft beer industry is the same. There's something wrong with our we we are just passionate. (laughs) Our indignation. (laughs) We have a lot of feels. It's a lot of feels on a Saturday morning. I think people show up because they know that we've got all their feels and we'll say them. Yes. And here was the question that I put on the Facebook page. What is it? And normally Stephanie Which, does the question. I have, she's never done a Facebook question. I'm just tired today. That's fine. <laughs> we got it. I got gotcha. you. But I was like, okay, it's farmer's market season, right? Yeah. People are getting excited to go to the farmer's market. And it's always so funny because we do have hot houses and hoop houses and those kind of things. But, you know, this is kind of a lot. Not a lot's happening in the gardening no. world. I'm just getting ready to put my stuff in. Yeah. But there is rhubarb. There is ramps. There is There is um, ramps. Spring spring mix. Yeah. Oh, lettuces for sure. Radishes. Yes. Radishes are, are good right now. Um, there's you, a lot. Do you think you would like rhubarb Mushrooms? salsa? I don't know. It would be good. It's the fruity thing. Like, right? Why, why, my salsa but it would like be spicy so with or? red onion, bell peppers, uh, cilantro, tomatoes. Okay. I Yeah, I would try that. Okay. The recipe, though, fell apart when it has uh, garlic powder. Oh. Can we just not put garlic powder in things? Could you just, why, why wouldn't you just chop a little garlic? I don't know. Why? Yeah, I don't know. It's bug, it bugs. Well, it is a little softer. I will tell you that. Like, if they don't want the garlic, if they don't want it to be an overwhelming flavor, garlic powder is just a little softer. Okay. Like, it's a hint. I hate when you're rational just, and you're I, Well, the... that's all we do is, like, you pick one side, <laughs> I'll pick the other. That's fine. <laughs> like, you don't use garlic powder. I don't. I actually have some because I used to put it in... Um, I used to put it in a marinade because I didn't want the actual raw garlic in a marinade. I just want a little, you know, I just want, I don't want to chop up raw garlic. I just wanted a little hint of it. Okay. When you move, if I come into your kitchen and I look for garlic powder and it's there, it's probably there. I'm going to just be dying laughing. There's also like a lot of, this is another thing about like going through your spice cabinet. Like, (laughs) like I have spices that are probably 20 years old in there. What is the point of that? If you can't smell them. Oh, and more recently idea. when I moved, because yeah. I've moved three times in yeah. like three years. And all the times I have, you've I, done three. But so yeah. you just sniff them. And, and it it feels bad to throw things away, but just do it. Yeah, I know. And then you have more room in your spice cabinet. I know. Here's a recipe of stuff. Okay. Rhubarb margaritas. I mean, yeah. So dice the rhubarb. Yeah, I would do that. Boil it down, make the simple syrup, and then add just tequila. Okay, do you think there's no lime or lemon in it? Just oh. the rhubarb is the sour. See, that would make sense to me. That's 100% would make sense, but you still have to like sugar it and boil it down. Yeah, but you would have to, I mean, if you're making homemade margaritas, you got to make simple syrup anyway. And do you think that that syrup has a good enough rhubarb quality to it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I bet. All right. Maybe I'll try that. I know. It does. It's rhubarby. It's (laughs) rhubarby. It's rhubarby. I like that name. What if you're, would anybody name their kid like Ruby Barbara and then call them rhubarb? Rhubarby. Or just rhubarb as a nickname is real cute. Maybe that's can be your grandchild's Maybe. nickname. Maybe. Maybe I can convince Hello, that. We rhubarb. did. We are not allowed to know the name. So I don't know. Okay. So that's the secret part. I call her Evil Evie because that's just what I want, apparently. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, rhubarb cake. Oma's rhubarb cake. Oma doesn't make rhubarb cake. Well, your Oma doesn't, but oh. a lot of Omas do. <laughs> no. I was going to say, no, she makes pound cake. And then we don't, we don't, we put raspberries on it. We don't I have put that rhubarb on, on there. Too. <laughs> no, but do you think do you think that people like I this is one of those, you know, regionality things like where we we're saying like we're kind of an upper midwest, but there's got to be rhubarb stuff growing all over the place now and people fascinated with it. Don't you think? I think it's growing more, but it is a northern crop. It it's is a, a zone crop. 3, zone 4 crop. Yeah. I have it's it, hardy. I planted it at the new house already. 
I planted it at Hilltop, which is my Ely do you garden. Buy it? Do you just replant it? Like, are you like digging stuff out of the ground and moving it? No. You have to plant like, I had a to seed? be careful because our old house had those crazy jumping worms. Oh. So I couldn't transplant anything. So it's all new. Okay. So I got a lot of rhubarb recipes on the on the show page, which is the you long and short. You got over 50 recipes. Um, yeah. And two good. of my own and some that I had the rhubarb margarita, uh, rhubarb margarita is up there. That's the one that I'm thinking about. Okay. Okay. We're going to be right back. Uh, the show is presented by Hornitos. If you're going to make a rhubarb margarita, there you go. There you go. We're going to take your call. 651-641-1071. Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Weigh in on any of the various topics we've been outraged about this morning <laughs> on the Weekly Dish. <laughs> Aww. She's so cute. She's Taylor so Swift. cute. I love it. Uh, we're at the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, gang. 651-641-1071. If you have any questions or anything to report, any opinions, we are happy to take them on this sort of humid Saturday morning. Is it going to be like this? Am I just? Can we have a weather moment, please? Yeah, 651-641-1071. You've got hot and humid. There may be... What are we talking about? Um, there, Is there going to be any rain tonight? No, it's going to be 83. Just cloudy it's, all day. It's going to be cloudy all day? Yeah. I'm for okay the most with that. Part. There's going to be some rain. I can handle that but as long as it's going to be like 88 oh, out there. Yo, humid. Let me tell you. We did need the rain, though. We did need the rain. I know and... that. And tomorrow it does look like that scattered mm-hmm. thunderstorms. When am I going to mow the lawns? This You've is been talking about that for weeks, I feel like. I, I, listen, <laughs> I have two yards, two oh, houses to maintain right now. And the pressure of the amount of neighbors now that I have that I'm like... They don't even know me in the new house. Do they hate me already? Because I haven't mowed that yard in like a week. No, they're still thinking no one's moved in yet. You're but in the see grace me, period. They see me kind of coming and going. You're in the grace period. I tried to do one of the waves to someone and he didn't. <laughs> like he, It was that awkward. Like, did he see me? He, I don't, I'm going to put my hand down. I'm going to keep driving. You know, I don't know. You're in the grace period. There is someone <laughs> in my neighborhood who shall not be named who I think is trying to make a butterfly garden. And we have very oh. large. She has a very large yard. Yeah. And it's very slopey. And I'm all for butterfly gardens, so let's just start there. Okay. But I think the way you make a butterfly garden is to put plants that butterflies like. You don't get every free plant from every neighbor on the neighborhood app and then put that in the middle of your clump of crappy yard with a flag in it. That says butterfly garden? Or no, what? no, just oh. a white flag to mark where you've planted this shared plant. Oh. And there's over 300 of these flags. Oh, I saw that in chart. <laughs> And it's like hostas and tulips, like butterflies don't care about those. No. It's just, and it's, it's very interesting. It's like a yard of waving white little flags. I thought they were like doing some sort of like electrical testing or something. Like maybe there was a dog that needed like invisible fencing or something that was very intricate. Okay. So that's what that was. Yep. Um, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to call in and rag on your neighbors, um, judge them. I, I I have yeah. I I all I can think about is how long grass is getting and how like where's my window That's and funny. like how early it is and how Maybe late I'll it is. Maybe I'll come all your lawn. You would? Maybe I'll come all your lawn. You could do that. That'd be fine. Okay, I, I'm fine with that. Um, there is a question that came in. Did anybody call six five one six four one one zero seven one? They're all fine. enjoying the day. They're afraid to call because we're so fired up. Because we're so weird today. <laughs> okay, ladies, I'm hosting a post cemetery luncheon after the unveiling of the headstone from my father-in-law. May he rest in peace. Okay, it's at our home on Father's Day, and we need suggestions for a sandwich platter Ooh. for fifty guests. Grocer's table cannot make it fresh on Father's Day because they're not open on Sundays. Oh. Help. 
Okay. Where would you get a 50-person sandwich platter? Well, the good news is you are in the middle of, like, grad party season, so lots of places are doing this. Actually, I saw Certix Catering had a sandwich platter situation just the other day. They they announced that they had some stuff. It's beautiful. What is it? Is it, like, like all the meats and stuff, and then you make your own You can do it either. You can do it either. Okay. do it however you want. You can have them all pre-made. I did for Ellie's grad party, and this was a top two, so I'll have to find another one. But the ham and cheese from Belcor, yeah, they're big sandwiches, and I just cut them yeah, in half. Yeah, you did. And you got the ham and cheese great. croissants from Belcor? I did, because you told me to. I did. I know. And they I were did. fantastic. Don't you remember eating two of them and taking one for the road that day? Did I actually take <laughs> you one for the road? wrapped one up in, like in my a bag? napkin and put it. You were like, I, sh- I can't put this in my pocket. Is it in my bag? But you had to go to somewhere else. Oh, I did. I drove to Stillwater. I think you ate one on the way. Sure and my did. other friends, too. Bill I also and Sarah. ate like three of your quiche pieces. They were so oh, good. Oh, that was from Certix, too. That's a tip, I'm you so guys. I'm so proud of you. I thought you slaved and made all that stuff. No, I took them out of the Certix pan and Excellent. put them in my own pan so Wonderful. that you thought I made them. Yes. Well done. Because I was really yes. stressed out and no. had a lot of things going on. Their quiches, though, they're very inexpensive. Like a lot of places, it's forty bucks for a quiche. Yeah, that seems really. Crazy I want to say eggs. yours was like twenty-two. It was like oh. mar- markedly different. It still in is price. a lot for eggs in a pie tin. Yes, but it it's was hard for me to pay a that great much. crust and delicious, and you liked it. So I there, loved it. Sally, we have Sally on the line. Hey, Sally, what's going on today? Hi. Um. So I'm just um. We're craving Asian. And we'll drive anywhere, but we want to do takeout because we both work in the health industry and are just playing it extra safe. And we've kind of used up a lot of the regular ones that we've, that we've done, um, House of Wong and kind of on the north side. But do you have any recommendations? Um, have you done Lat 14 yet? No. Oh, Golden Valley, Lat 14. Basil wings. Oh, my God. Thai basil Eight. wings, but Duck also ramen. great, like, spicy ramen. Yep. And also uh, just so many good, because she covers, like, Cambodia and Laos and Thailand. And, I mean, like, lots of different regional dishes that are delicious there. Oh, how fun. And how about then, Tea House on University, the Chinese place? Have you been there? Uh, not in an age, and of course I forgot about it. Oh, it was yum. an old Baker Square, but their steam buns, and I just love that place. And also Rainbow Chinese. Yeah. On Nicolet, oh, yeah. Tammy Wong has, it's not even on the menu, I don't think. They're tarot cakes. Seriously? Okay. Yeah, and here's one so more. Good. I'll shout out Caveat, which is, or Cuviet, I don't know how everyone says it differently, but they, um, they're the ones in Northeast Minneapolis, and they, you know, they're the ones that have those huge egg rolls at the fair. And they're kind of in a, they have a whole bunch of construction outside of their space. So I'm shouting them out for people to go there. Because oh, yeah, I think that's who, yeah. They need oh, yay. Thank perfect. you. Perfect. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. Thanks. Thanks, Sally. Also owns Thai. If you want a whole fish. Yeah. Yes. Oh, they yes. have the best whole fish there. Okay, we have Anne. Anne is on the line. Anne, what can we do for you today? Hi, I am about to make chicken salad, but I was wondering if you could help me because I have no fresh herbs and no lemon. Okay. So I have celery, mayo, and tons of dried herbs. So what should I do? Do you have dried tarragon? Um, no, dried dill. Yeah. yeah, what are your dried?s I would say also. Um, I have oregano, herb de Provence, basil, parsley. Do the herbs of Provence? Yeah, and add a little. Um, do you have apple? No, I have oh. apple sauce. Nope. No, no applesauce. Nope. Do you do you have chives? Do you have like garden chives um, or arugula? No, I don't. Okay. My okay. only fresh thing is gonna be celery. Okay. Okay. Well, I think <laughs> you're gonna just make <laughs> it, it do it, with yeah. mustard. 
Okay. You got yeah, some mustard? Throw a little mustard, mayo, chicken. And any, like, acid? You Your could, mustard will help. Yeah. Mustard will okay. help. And if you feel like you want a little more acid, a little tiny bit of balsamic or a champagne okay. vinegar, any of your flavored oh, vinegars. Yeah, that would be a good idea. What about apple cider vinegar? Yeah, yeah that would be great. Just a little bit, okay. though. Start small because yeah. that's going to give you okay. a lot of flavor. Okay, awesome. Thank All you right, so there much. There you go. Good luck, for Anne. your chicken salad. Chicken salad. We have Phil on the line. Hi, Phil. Phil, what's up? You know, you could also throw in, you know, some, some cran, cran or craisins in the you could. Good idea. salad. Totally. Or, you know, yeah, I mean, it's all good stuff. Fresh <laughs> alter, Just not grapes. Fresh cashews, you know. Zero hey, grapes. My question yes. is the hosta plant. Yes. Okay? I know it's taboo. It's like talking about rhubarb. It's not as, uh, you know, as versatile as rhubarb. Can you make a good salad out of a hosta plant? Yes. Yes, you can. And why don't we talk about this more? And this is not a judgment on you guys whatsoever. <laughs> I have a theory about this, Phil. Yeah, because and we have one minute. I'll tell you when we get back on the other side. Yeah, hold on. We'll have another call from Molly. You're listening to the Weekly Dish. We'll be right back.